chapter 11. That is where we are going to start in our study of God's Word this evening. Ecclesiastes in your Old Testament chapter 11. If you can find that in your Bibles, you will be ready to follow along with us here in just a few moments. Thank you for being here this evening. This is a busy weekend, obviously. It is the unofficial start of summer. And there are many places that you could be, things that you could be doing, but you are here, and I, I appreciate that. With that unofficial start of summer, many of us are anticipating a new season, nothing quite like a new season. Maybe for many of you, you are hoping for a season of relaxation and adventure. Many of you just call that retirement. I talked to more than one of you this morning who said, you know, uh, sometimes I have to remind myself, oh yeah, it's, it's the weekend because you're retired. But many of you are not retired and you are hoping for, anticipating a, a slower season, perhaps a season of being able to do a variety of things because of a break in school, longer days, more sunshine, grilling in the backyard, maybe vacation, watching baseball, adventures in the neighborhood, whatever it is. But even now, 400 years after he wrote in a, a long-standing sonnet, Shakespeare's words continue to resonate with us. If we think about it, summer's lease, hath all too short a date. That's just an old English poetic way of saying summer goes by very, very, very quickly. And so on this unofficial start of summer, I'd like just to get us to slow down for the next few minutes and think about as it begins, how can I make the most of it? How can I avoid wasting it? Appreciate Wyatt taking us back to Ephesians chapter 5 where the Holy Spirit of God led the Apostle Paul to encourage us to realize we have to choose to deliberately to make the best use of the time that is not ours. We can't go and buy more of it. It is given to us, but also it is given to us with the ability to choose how we're going to use it. And so appreciating that we have to choose to work to understand what the will of the Lord is, how can we make the best use of this season that God is giving us? Making it a season of growth in those areas of life that matter most and not wasting it. Could I give you two hands full of things to think about as this new week and this new season begin to unfold? I'll start with you in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 with this most foundational of ideas. You want to avoid not wasting your summer. Whatever you do over the course of this very quickly passing season, whomever you are, whatever you do for a living, whatever fills your days, don't lose sight 
of the big picture. And Ecclesiastes chapter 11 helps us think about what that big picture is. Whomever we are. We'll pick up in verse 9 of Ecclesiastes chapter 11 where the young are addressed. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Some of you are just finished with school. Some of you have just a day or two left of school. Rejoice in your youth. This is a wonderful time in your life. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know, young or old, know that you are accountable to God. Know that in your heart you are accountable to God. Know that in the things you use to cheer your heart. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 10. Remove vexation from your heart. Put away pain from your body. For youth and the dawn of life are vanity. You are whomever you are accountable to your Creator, your heart. The things you use to cheer your heart, the way you walk with your heart, what you put in your body, what you allow to come into your heart through your eyes and your ears, the things that you put before your God-given self. For all of those things, you are accountable to God. And so continuing to talk to this young person, Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1, remember also your Creator in the days of your youth. And then he poetically reminds us that if God continues to give you time on this earth, there are going to come the days when you are no longer young. And life under the sun, life in your God-given body is going to gradually get a little tougher. He, over the course of the next seven verses, describes what it's like to physically age. And he, he takes us down in verse 7 to the ultimate end of our time, not in existence, just our time in these bodies. Eventually, the dust, is going to return to the earth as it was. But remember, whomever you are, young or old, you are accountable to God. Your body, given to you by God. Your mind, given to you by God. Your, your heart and the things that can cheer or vex your heart. The opportunity to choose the way you're going to walk through life. In all ways, you are accountable to God and eventually your God-given spirit is going to return to the God who gave it. So let's go in our Bibles to the New Testament book of Colossians chapter 1. How can we avoid wasting our summer? Well, let's keep in mind, let's not lose sight 
of the big picture. We've leaned on Solomon in Ecclesiastes. Let's lean on the Apostle Paul in Colossians who takes us even deeper into the really big picture. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 16. By this God, specifically in Colossians 1, he's drawing attention to God the Son. By Him, All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him. All things were created for Him. He is before all things. In Him, all things. Things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in everything, in my life, in your life, in springtime and summer and autumn and winter, in youth and in middle age and in old age, whatever you want to talk about, here is the big picture. He is to be treated as the preeminent. You might have to turn a page in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. The connection is drawn directly from the one who is preeminent to us, created in his image. Colossians 3, verse 1. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. In springtime and in summer. You want to avoid wasting this God-given season? Seek the things that are above. Whether you're in town or out of town. On the job or on vacation. At home or far away. Around your church family or all on your own. In public or in private. In all ways. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Set your mind, verse 2, on things that are above. By all means, enjoy this season. Enjoy the season of life in which God has put you. Enjoy this time He has provided you. But in all of it, Remember the big picture. It is so much bigger than the things here on earth. Number two, open your Bibles with me to 2 Peter, even closer to the end of your Bible. 2 Peter chapter 3. How can we avoid wasting our summer? Let's let's challenge ourselves to grow. In our B2 class on Sunday mornings, we've been leaning on James, Peter, And Jude, all spring long, anchored to this verse, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. What a great verse to adopt here at the beginning of summertime. 2 Peter 3, verse 18. But grow in the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You want to avoid wasting summer. You, you want to grow in the areas of life that matter most. Why not resolve right now to be a more gracious person? 
by the beginning of fall than you are this evening. I mean, let's not just keep that theoretical. Let's not just keep that within the walls of this building or in the context of a, a Bible class. Grow in the grace of Jesus Christ. Grow in the knowledge. Do you know more about Jesus and His royal will for your life this evening than you did in late May of 2022? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. You, you can't go back and relive the last 365 days. But what you can do is resolve, okay, I am on the brink of a new season, a new God-given season. I want to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. And there are lots of ways that we do that. Obviously, assembling together, spending time in Bible classes, listening to, reading high-quality spiritual resources. Uh, could I just recommend, if you haven't already before you leave this evening, picking up a Bible reading calendar for June? In many ways, we are right at the beginning of several opportunities on that front. If you've been reading along with us, we've passed through this section where we're reading all about the, the royal beginnings of the nation of Israel. This past week, we've been reading about Solomon. Guess what we start reading about tomorrow? The beginning of the divided kingdom. I don't know about you, but... <laughs> That's one of those sections of Bible history that I didn't know about or really understand for a, a really long time. I mean, I understand, okay, Israel's first king was Saul, and then there was David, a man after God's own heart, and then Solomon. It's easy enough to, to, to follow along with those three, but then it gets kind of messy and complicated and going in all different kinds of directions. Listen, would you like to know more about... Israel's era of the kings. And why the Old Testament prophets spoke the way that they did. And why by the time we get to Matthew chapter 1, God's people are so anxious for the right kind of king. Well, you can launch into that journey with us tomorrow. By the end of this month, we will spend time in the Gospel of Matthew. We just started the book of Hebrews. You're just one chapter behind. You can catch up with that. The great New Testament letter of Hebrews before you go to bed, even tonight. By the end of the month, we will have covered all 150 psalms, and we will start back in Psalm 1. What a great rhythm on Sundays and Wednesdays to read through Israel's songbook. By the end of the month, we will restart in Proverbs on Saturdays with Proverbs chapter 1. Later this summer, we will read Ezra and Nehemiah and Esther. Stories of great courage and resilience and building. And I point all of that out to you simply as an opportunity to challenge yourself. To grow. You want to know more about God's revelation? 
Don't waste your summer. Go with me to the book of Psalms in the heart of your Bible. How can we make it a season of growth in the areas of life that matter most? Spend some focused, deliberate time with God while enjoying His beautiful creation. I love how David poetically puts it in Psalm 16, verses 7 and 8. I bless the Lord, Psalm 16, 7, who gives me counsel. Think about that. God gives me counsel. God helps me grow. And so I want to bless Him. In the night also, my heart instructs me. As I reflect on how God is teaching me for our purposes as we read the Psalms and Proverbs and the Gospel of Matthew and and Hebrews. Maybe we start our day reading and and still in the night our God-given hearts are instructing us. Why? How? Because I have set the Lord always before me. I want you to think about that language. God is everywhere. In and outside of this building. Up, down, and all around. God is everywhere. But David is making the deliberate, focused choice. I want to set him before me. What a beautiful season of the year in this part of the world to do that. To live out the words that we sometimes sing to each other. This is my Father's world. And to my listening ears, set the Lord before you. Have you noticed when you walk outside first thing in the morning how loud the birds are singing? This is my Father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world. I rest me in the thought. God the Son, 2,000 years ago, invited people of every generation, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. This is my Father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hand, the wonders, wrought. You're going to spend time outside this season. Set the Lord before you. How can we avoid wasting summer? Set aside time to spend with people who will enhance your walk with the Lord. Solomon so wisely tells us in Proverbs 27 verse 17, Iron sharpens iron. And one man, we could just as easily say one woman, sharpens another. So could I point you to another opportunity? Lord willing, this Thursday, June the 1st, 
we have 64 people, 64 members of this church family who have signed up for this simple new initiative. Where Lord willing, this Thursday, men and women, separately, you can read all about it on the front of the bulletin, will be given the opportunity, a, a name, a, a member of this church family, and the simple goal is sometime in the month of June, okay, let's say I'm assigned to Mike Jeffers, and sometime in the month of June, Mike and I are going to get together, and we're just going to spend some time together over coffee, at lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever it is, just going to spend time together. We're, we're a part of the same church family, but do we, do we really know each other? Can we strengthen those bonds with each other in good times so that in difficult times, if I, I need to make a phone call, I know, well, I, I spend a couple of hours with Mike and I, I, I really get the idea that he cares about me. And if I, if I ever needed him, this is someone that I could call and I, I could lean on. You have the opportunity even this evening, later this week, not to miss out on that at all. Simply because as iron sharpens iron, so one man, one woman sharpens another. We need each other. Let's set aside time this summer to spend time with people who will enhance our walk with the Lord. Number four. When you do that, when you spend time with people, resolve to be truly present in your interactions with others. It's the golden rule. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. It's what binds the law and the prophets together. Take the time to notice. Take the time to look in people's eyes. And recognize that's, that's not just a waitress. That's not just someone who works at the grocery store. That's not just someone I'm paying to change the oil in my car. That's, that's not an inconvenience. That's not someone who's just getting in my way. That is a person created in God's image. That person has a spirit that is eventually going to return to the God who gave it. And that spirit is going to spend eternity somewhere. Is there some difference that I could make, not just in their day, but in their relationship with the Creator that I have come to know because someone cared about me enough to share with me the news of His will for my life. And so my life has been changed. My eternity is in a completely different trajectory. Let's slow down long enough to remind ourselves this summer we are surrounded by people, lost people, saved people, members of a church family 
Let's put people before things. Let's prioritize people above technology. Let's not treat people like inconveniences. Let's treat them like Jesus treated them. Go back in your Bibles with me to 1 Peter chapter 4. One of the practical ways we can do that. Number 6. Take advantage of opportunities to show hospitality. 1 Peter chapter 4. Beginning in verse 8, the Holy Spirit of God leads Peter, a very ordinary man, now to 